Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Jordan? Doing great. Doing great. Um, you know, it's been a, we we're, we're recording this uh, a little bit. Um, well, this is a little bit after the the interview we're about to share, and uh, I just finished watching uh, Rafa Nadal win the French Open. He's my guy, so uh, it's been it's been a good weekend. Congrats! Yeah, it, well, did he beat the Root? Was it yes, is that a Norwegian yes. guy? He beat the Norwegian guy. Yeah. Ah, ah. ah, they can't win everything. Hey? No. <laughs> yeah, they need <laughs> they need to be cut down to size a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that we have a pretty exciting interview that we're going to share today. Absolutely. It was a very interesting talk with uh, with a Norwegian coach, but he's coaching the uh, the Czech women, women's team. Uh, he's been around a long time in, in biathlon. He was in the uh, 1998 and 2002 Olympics, where he was uh, pretty successful in the relay with a silver and a gold. So um, knows what he's talking about when it comes to that and, mm -hmm. um, had many more successes, but, um, yeah, a very, very nice person and interesting person to talk to. And, uh, and we also wanted to mention his, uh, our appreciation for his patience and sticking with us. Cause we, uh, had a couple of technical difficulties with the, uh, the first try and then that didn't work out. And then he was, uh, trying again the same day and that didn't work out. And then he was still, uh, patient with us and and uh, was was able to do this interview that we were able to record. Um, you you might hear once or twice that uh, that Jordan and I are talking and we cannot hear Eagle. Um, but he uh, he managed to get online quickly. But if you if you hear one or two uh, instances of that, then our apologies. But uh, Jordan did uh, did his best to cut most of it out. So. Yeah, he was extremely patient with us, and uh, as uh, RJ just said, it, it took a couple of tries, a couple of different days, and and I imagine it was a little bit frustrating on his part. But he he was uh, he was totally uh, uh, laid back and and uh, happy to go go with it. So uh, we yeah. we really appreciate it. Yeah, and we the, the topics. I mean, we tried to follow our, our typical structure, but uh, we had some really interesting chat about the future of biathlon and, uh, mm -hmm. and what direction that could be going. Um, he gave us some, uh, quite detailed insights in, uh, in the training camp that he just had with the, the Czech women. Um, yeah, I was, was actually, that... I was very impressed by, by how open he was. Um, that was, uh, that was very neat. Yeah. I was really curious how much he was going to be able to say. And, um, and I think actually from that discussion, we, uh, I don't want to call it a, a primer or anything, but, uh, he gave us some, some very interesting news on one of the athletes. So, uh, mm -hmm. I was for sure very uh, appreciative that he was so open with us yeah and um yeah and 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 from that uh you know we also sounds like we'll we'll be able to get some more updates from him uh for how their training and is going as the the summer progresses as we head towards uh towards next season absolutely yeah other than that we also talked a little bit about uh some historical events with him and it's pretty cool to hear uh you know the athletes that he worked with and uh and uh the ones he still talks to even though he's not training for the for the Norwegian team anymore and then uh, one other aspect of these uh, interviews that's really fun is uh, that they also 
sometimes lead in a direction that's not directly related to biathlon. Although you could still argue with the people he's working with, it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, it's a it was a pretty fun discussion. And Jordan will add the uh, the link to the uh, the podcast notes as well, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely worth checking out. Absolutely, uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, you're you're. <laughs> You'll be you'll be uh, very intrigued. Absolutely. So yeah, um, again with uh, much appreciation and thanks to Agil for his time and his flexibility and, uh, and patience. I hope you really enjoy. If you do uh, enjoy it, please leave us a, a rating on one of the uh, platforms that you're listening to us on, and I uh, hope you have fun. Uh, and one last thing before we go, uh, we uh, do have a new email address uh, for the podcast. Um, so uh, RJ was was nice enough to set it up just in case you want to go ahead and uh, and uh, and send us any any messages and you're not on uh, Twitter or, or wherever. So um, you guys can go ahead and send it to us. Uh, the the new uh, email address is going to be penalty loop podcast at gmail.com um and uh yeah like i said any questions any any uh thoughts just uh go ahead and send them our way that would be that would be great and uh, much appreciated so uh yes. yeah with that we'll uh we'll leave it to agil and uh and like i said have fun hello there agil is connected hey agil. how are you doing Good. hello I am good. I'm just home, home, uh, do a little bit of work on the farm. So, oh, nice. And then it was a little bit, little bit noisy area. I <laughs> had no chance to go out of place. So, what, what was making so much noise on the farm? <laughs> ah, there is some cows who are screaming, and, uh, <laughs> driving a little bit tractor, and yeah. So it's it's uh, all the time some. Is that is that what you uh, what you've always done? Farming? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I I have been doing farming the last 15, 16 years. Oh, wow! So I have been combining this with with the coach and the athlete. Would you uh, be okay to just kind of briefly? Uh, do an introduction on how how you got into biathlon and then how you got into coaching and and uh, if there was any courses you had to take in in Norway to get your qualifications yeah. as a coach and that kind of thing. Yeah, my name is Egil Jalan and uh, oh, I'm Norwegian. I I'm working now for as a biathlon coach for the Czech women national team. I have been athlete by myself. When I was younger, uh, I have been taking part in two Winter Olympic Games, and um, yeah, I started biathlon when I was 16. I was doing Nordic combined before, <laughs> before I started biathlon. But I I grown to be a tall man, so it was hard to continue as. As a Nordic combined athlete, okay, maybe I was skiing fast, but I was jump, jumping short. So, uh, <laughs> so then uh, it was natural to to start with biathlon. I'm grown up in Voss in 
in Norway, and this may be the biggest biathlon place, or was the biggest place with a lot of biathletes. So, uh, and then, yeah, I have like active career to 2006, 2007, and uh, then I start uh, as coach. Uh, little bit on uh, already in 2007 on in this region where I'm living in the west part and then the year after 2007-8 then I start uh, as a coach in the B team in uh, for the Norwegian B team man okay. and then then I were there in the Norwegian system for almost 10 years a uh, little bit woman I was head, head coach for the woman four years and head coach for the man four years I think and then I then I decided to quit and start to be more at home and then I ended up <laughs> in the check and I, I I signed a contract for only one year and uh, and now I start with my fifth year, so that means that I'm I'm really enjoying to work with the Czech national team, and uh, we I think we have found a good way to work, and and uh, looking forward for all the challenge we can find. Uh, in in Norway, when I was working in, for the Norwegian, then we. When you when I start as coach, then if I start more like <laughs> with experience from from my own career, and right. uh, there is all the time if you have some kind of leadership in your in your mind, then then I think it's possible to <laughs> to be a leader. So I I start with the B team and then. With only experience from my own career, and then uh, we get went to like uh, <clears throat> higher education from the Norwegian Olympic Committee. It was for for coaching. So uh, <clears throat> basically, that's the only education or qualification uh, I have or I need. Uh, to do to do this work, yeah, and that that qualifies you internationally uh, for, yeah. for coaching. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the experience and um, uh, yeah, and and <laughs> it's it's more important than yeah uh, than 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 everything in this kind of sport. It's it's more. And of course, but but the coaching part in it to to handle people and be be a little bit uh, this is important part, and that's this I have an education around. Right, uh, right. So it's it's like like a I don't know I don't remember the name, but it was uh, uh, top coach uh, education in in Norway. So it was. It's like for higher, for the university uh, studies. Then. 
Okay. So it was less and a lot of a lot of. Uh, but but if you if you don't have this, I think you are still qualified to do the the coaching work if you if you uh, if you want really want and and have the motivation and and the experience around it. Right. So yeah. they just incurred, and you said that's the uh, the Norwegian Olympic Committee that sort of encourages yeah. yeah. you to take yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this was like a more basic uh, education where it was a lot of different high, uh, sports, where mm-hmm. it was some from football, some from speed skating, swimming, cross country, every uh, mm-hmm. every sport. That's interesting because I'm I'm sure there's a lot of uh, things you can pick up from other sports uh, and, oh, and yeah. coaching in those sports, right? So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's of, nice. of course, there is yeah. there's a lot of uh, interested uh, stuff, and when you when you when you um, see a little bit into it, then you see that, that there is maybe not that big difference. It's only different sports. Yeah, the the methodic and the training and the philosophy is basically the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, you 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 perform it different because of you are moving or you are doing the exercise different. But yeah. And so, um, as a coach, do you, for example, I don't know if you're much into to foot or soccer, but um, like, do you look at someone like Jurgen Klopp, how he's been? able to turn a, a soccer club around in a, in a couple of years? Like, do you try to pick up some things on, on how he manages his players or how he communicates with his players or? Uh, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm a Liverpool uh, fan. So okay. it's, uh, <laughs> I look to, to, to him, but I, I have never got any time to, to do like a study and look into it. But I see that he is, he is able to handle a group with a lot of, uh, how do you say, princess, prince or, or kings or whatever. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as, uh, and but he is still able to handle this group of men, and still they are able to perform. And that that's that's more important. Is to is able to get people to work together. That that's that's maybe the the most important. But yeah, I think in in his case, it's he have never been learning this. This he do be, because of his experience or his authority in in the in his leadership. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, but but it's it's a it's really interesting case. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have to ask because you're a Liverpool fan. How are you doing? Yeah, it was a little bit disaster. <laughs> uh, situation the weekend, but um, but uh, anyway, it's you know yeah. uh, new ch- new chances. You're looking forward all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so actually, I, I had a question. How did you uh, get connected with the the Czech team? Did they reach out to you? Was there an open position yeah. and you applied for it? Or okay. No, they they was contacting me. Uh, uh, it was the sport director with uh, Andre Ripa. He was connecting me, and uh, I was, of course, I was really afraid <laughs> to to uh, step into to do anything for a different nation, and uh, because you are all the time thinking, oh, you are Norwegian, and you are only working for for uh, your own 
your own nation, but uh, as more I was able to think about it, and then then it was it was really nice to 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 uh, go into this discussion with with him, and and we did we find a really nice and good way to work together, and then then it was it was really good. Well, yeah, and clearly they've uh, <laughs> you you signed a one year contract, and here you are going into your fifth season. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, this is the the only challenge I have is it's of course to learn the language mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. have a, it's it's really hard to uh, f- for me it's it's uh, it's totally opposite. Uh, now I, I I understand a little bit or. But uh, and I can understand the context in in, in one one discussion between two people. But uh, to 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 speak it, it it's too hard when 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 you all the time uh, want to give some information, then you, mm-hmm. you you want to give the information the right way, not the wrong way. So right. and then then I jump to the side and only concentrate about speaking English with them and learn them mm-hmm. biathlon this way. Right. I wanted to uh, to come back to, you You went very quickly over your, your personal career and that uh, you participated in the Olympics, but you actually won a gold and a silver medal in the, in the relay, right? Yeah, that's and right. So I'm curious, uh, do you know where where your where your gold and silver medal are right now? Like, do you have them yeah. like fra- framed in the house or? Yeah, uh, I uh, yes, I have control about my medals, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, I'm married with Annelien Schelbrey, and uh, her sister is Liv Grete Schelbrey. Oh, okay. And yeah. Together we built one uh, one uh, yeah, lodge for uh, for uh, like a hotel and uh, there we have like a monster with all the medals from from our carrier so nice. i know where they are <laughs> <laughs> wait did you just say you built you built a, like a hotel yeah there is a small hotel we built together uh, it was uh, me and two other friends and 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 also Liv Gret, and in this time she was married with with Raphael Poiré. So then we start and built this uh, like a small hotel with with um, around thirty beds. Oh wow, that's that's uh, incredible! I had no idea. Oh, uh, where where is it? It's uh, the name is the name on the place is Chalbray Poiré. Is the mix the mix in the name between uh, the farm and uh, and uh, Raphael's name mm-hmm. was like a, so it's the name is Shelbrepore so if you're searching on the internet then you will find it it exists so it's it's built on the on the farm we are are living on at the moment oh, wow. huh. yeah um so uh so you had the the two olympic medals i think you are you're underselling your um your the 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 amount that you contributed to them because uh actually went back and and found the salt lake city race and you had you had a pretty good race in that relay yeah 
Yes, I I I realized it many years after that uh, it was uh, a really good race, and we but we was prepared for it. We was working really hard for this relay because it was I don't know they they was talking about 65 years or something since uh, last time the Norwegian was winning any medals in the world championship and in in the relay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we was really really prepared for this uh, Winter Olympic, and uh, yeah, it went well. We win the gold in the relay, and and beyond all, he was winning the rest. So so it was it was uh, amazing for Olympic investigates for for the Norwegian at this time. So 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 basically, you kind of put Norway back on the biathlon map. Is that fair to say? Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we did it this time. Then we turned it from some was in a little valley and from this time in 1998 uh, to 2002 it's, it's changed a lot and after this yeah, Norwegian biathlon have been on a really high high level. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that you could take credit for the uh, for the for the Bow Brothers, right? Because they were they were little kids watching you win the gold medal. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a lot of discussion with them when when I was working with them. That they they've been looking and watching, and they know everything. So <laughs> maybe maybe we can take credit for it, and as as, as they can do now uh, for. For young kids, so it's it's going in the generation. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then you also had uh, you did win uh, a race, right? Um, uh, you won a pursuit race, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I was winning so, one World Cup race in. It was in Östersund, uh, I think. What was it like, you know, uh, getting to, getting the win? I know, you know it wasn't like uh, being. Um, Bjorn Dahlen, who was winning all the time for you, was a was a was a unique moment. Yeah, maybe, but you know, I I'm <laughs> I didn't feel any difference uh, if I was winning or uh, if I was number five or ten. I was more more into how I performed the race or how I did the race. This was my Folk area, and, mm-hmm. and I'm still, I'm, I, I have still some races. I am thinking about that it's the most perfect race I have been doing, but still, I didn't win, and I was either on the podium. So, so uh, I was all the time more focused about it, to measure the my performance, how I performed, instead of which place. I was coming into, so it's it's also a little bit the same the same way as you have the thickest coach also you can't all the time think about one two or three it's you need to all the time look into how how do you perform what did you do how did you do it this uh, and what can you do better next time. Yes all the time this question but but you know when you are getting older and you are finished with your own career then you 
Yeah, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but still, there is, you know, in, in when you're Norwegian, there is a lot of uh, amazing athletes. Or so, so this, this is you are one of one normal people <laughs> who have been doing sports for a few years. So it's yeah. <laughs> And, and is that uh, sort of the mindset you have with with coaching the Czech women? Like focus on what you can control, do the best you can, yeah. and then you're kind of dependent yeah. on the performance of others. And definitely, the only mm. thing you can do something with is, is your own performance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult to change anything from True. for the others. So, so that's that's yeah, one hundred percent the the most important part of it. Overview of the week. Do you, do you mind if we yes. ask you a couple questions about how the, the training camp went? Yeah, it's okay. It was really good. Uh, yeah. Of course, it's a little bit warm and the condition on the glacier is wet, but mm -hmm. but still, it was good condition for, for skiing in, in nice. the end of May. So... Uh, so there was, yeah, Do really you, good. A lot of vol volume training. Okay. <laughs> Did you, uh, so when you go on training camp, do you have your tech team, like the wax team with you as well? Or is it uh, no, not, just not, athletes? Not at this time. No, it's, it's no reason to, to test any, any skis or it's right. only for training. So then the condition is not that good that we can do any testing. So, so uh, this we have to. The way to the but then the athletes, the athletes prepare their own skis, or is that do you have to do that? Or no, the athletes prepare oh, okay. them. <laughs> now when when ah, yeah, that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no no problem. Yeah. So yeah. So um, do you, do you mind telling us uh, who all who all joined you there and and where you guys were? Yes. Yeah. No, we were in uh, we were in Ramso for training camp and this was only the women team and the focus area was only to to get some volume hours on skis uh, and the condition was quite good actually mm. it's a little bit wet when when the weather is it's uh, really nice sunny then then it's a little bit wet but uh, but it was okay uh, when it's rainy and a little bit Cloudy, then it's the condition is perfect, and it's winter condition. Right, right. Oh, it was. Yeah, because yeah. it's pretty. Uh, like it, it's good for conditioning, I suppose, but it's pretty hard to ski on wet snow, right? Or yeah, yeah. Then it's it's slow, and right. when it's soft, also it's it's you're getting a little bit deeper. But uh, now it it's uh, still we are in, in May, and 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 uh, it's up, up up around five five degrees in the night so it's not that that wet in the night and then then it's still continues right. uh, possible to to continue the skiing nice and so uh, you said um so you're there with the women's team and and is that all is it mandatory or is there certain athletes that train on by them by themselves or no the, when when we are on training camp, then uh, I'm I'm only the the coach for the women team, and then we go all all women together for for a training camp. And now we were together for 14 days, 
and uh, <clears throat> so and now I will stay at home for 14 days, and then we will start a new training camp in okay. in Italy, in the Vigno, in nice. the high, high attitude. And then the women in your team, they get like a schedule for the next two weeks to, to work yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Then I, I made a, a, a day-to-day training plan. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, and now we have one really hard period now after after this training camp. Uh, so it will be it start next week. So, so then it will be very good. So, <laughs> and then they have a little bit free time the week before we go on training camp again. So, oh yeah, so it looks looks good. So, uh, when you had everybody there, um, was this just the, um, like the, the top level athletes or did you have, you know, the, the juniors, like what, what, uh, what range of athletes did you have with you? Uh, at this time, uh, we have only five senior women in the, okay. in the A team. And so, so on this training camp, we were only, only the five, five women who are in the, in the A team. Yeah. And then when you when you set up there uh, the 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 training plans for the the two weeks in between the training camps, does everyone get the same training plan, or is it individualized per athlete? I would imagine. Uh, in the in the basic is the same, but okay. then we individualize out from uh, who they are and how how they are performing the training and what kind of experience they have. Uh, but this is, you know, you learn more and more as more you learn to know them. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then it's more and more easy to, to individualize. And then there is also, you know, in this time in Europe, is a lot of exam. They have some studies. And so then you, then you need to individualize and move, move important training to different days. Right. So it's, it's a little puzzle to... <laughs> To, to get it in as a good plan for everyone. Mm-hmm. Would you, uh, I mean, you feel free to say no, but would you be willing to give us an example of uh, uh, the one of the training plans? Yeah. So uh, in, in uh, every year we make like a, a annual plan. It's made for all the training camps. Uh, there we put out the, the 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 period of hard training, its volume, um, uh, volume, and then mm-hmm. some hard hard period, and then um, then I start all the time to planning from <laughs> from from. Oberhof, for example, this year, then I started planning from Oberhof and to May, instead of from May to Oberhof for the World Championship. So I'm planning the opposite way uh, and try to find uh, uh, the best way to to be able to perform good in the, in the, in the World Championship. Mm-hmm. So, and then if we go back to the to, to this uh, next 14 days uh, in this planet uh, it's basically 
only low vol low intensity training it's uh, a longer training uh, <clears throat> but we have uh, the next week it's it's a really hard and tough week where we put in um, uh, it will be five hard training on five days mm-hmm. uh, so so then <clears throat> then we have a little bit gap between between the trainings this week that we put in maybe two two totally day off and then and then we start this hard week so then it's yeah it's intensity we have a mm-hmm. scale for the intensity is one two three four five and uh, it's maybe what you have been using also and uh, so then we have five five hard training with the in intensity five one one per day mm-hmm. uh, so yeah and that's on roller skis mostly or is it running yeah or? roller ski and, and running it's oh, okay. uh, mm. it's where you you know they are there there is uh, two two exercises they are good in it's running and skating <laughs> roller ski and then then we try to to, to do it in in, uh, in these two variants when you do your hard days are you doing mostly right now like hard distance or are you doing more intervals yeah it's it's uh, intervals uh, it. no the the effective time is about 20 to 25 minutes mm. uh, and uh, we try to mix it with uh, this at this time it's uh, running and one one is <laughs> One is running, one is skating, one is running, and then it's one double pulling, and then one skating again. Mm. So it's two times running, two times skating, and, and one time double pulling. And then we can see that double pulling will never be like an intensity five because of no of uh, as our, our athlete is strong enough to, to stay in the hardest intensity zone for longer time right uh, in double pulling so yeah i was i was just going to ask yeah. uh, more of out of curiosity like is there like do you have like a an online system where you track people's progress and do they have like yeah. a heart rate monitoring you know, that kind of thing yeah we we they they have uh, the training diary is uh, it's uh, they 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 write every every training and then they Upload the 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 file from the the sport tester. Okay. So so then then you then then I see all every, almost every day what and which intensity zone they have been staying in on this kind of training. So then then we know a little bit more how mm-hmm. how to do it the, the next day. Right. Right. Again. So yeah. It's neat. And then you mentioned that uh, you have the, the two weeks um, off and then you go back to training camp. So will you continue that pattern throughout the off season or, or will, how many more training camps do you, will you guys have before the, before, you know, the summer uh, competitions? Uh, we have, uh, let's say uh, 14 days with training camp and then 14 days at home. Mm-hmm. And then 14 days with training camp again, the whole way actually. 
and hmm. then we have two longer. Uh, it's a little bit longer training camp when we are in the high altitude. It's about 16 to 18 days. Mm. And uh, and then we this year we'll go to this Blink Festival. I don't know if you have been yep. seeing this mm-hmm. Norwegian race. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then we have we'll have a a training camp before this uh, this competition. So uh, so then then it will be 14 days on training camp and then one week with these races actually preparing for the race and so it's then it's three weeks and then 14 days off again and then then a new training camp and then it's we coming closer and closer to the yeah. roller ski world championship in in uh in refolding and yeah and are you guys participating in the uh martin Furcad uh nordic festival uh, yeah well? there will be uh, <laughs> uh i think it will be Davidova, she will take part in this race. Okay. This year. Uh, nice. But yeah, the, uh, I, the, the the Blink Festival that's with the, uh, is it called Lusebotten when they go up to the, yeah, the hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the uphill, yeah. That, it's, that's uh, a crazy race. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy race, but it's, it's unbelievable training. <laughs> right, so right. We, we, we don't use it as a competition, it's more like a training. Yeah. So, so, um, and is it also uh, a little bit to to see where you're at compared to the the, the other athletes oh, from other nations? Oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. it's, it's uh, really nice. But anyway, there is some athletes are really strong in the uphill, but uh, they are maybe not that strong in the winter. <laughs> True, yeah, mm-hmm. the normal thing. So, so it's uh, but it's it's uh, a really nice parameter to to use for. For mm-hmm. uh, the training and yeah, so so it's now this is this is really good training. It was we have take part one one time earlier with the Czech Czech and then there was two athletes so was afraid nice. that they should die because their maximum <laughs> heart rate was five beats over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the usual. So uh, okay, then you maybe. Uh, never been on your maximum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't need to yeah. train harder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, 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 then it's then you learn something today. That's that's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. And do you? Now well, uh, yeah. Do you know if uh, Teresa Johok is still uh, participating this year, or is she completely retired? I don't. Know, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think she will start because she's she's made for training. She trains yeah. all the time, and, mm-hmm. but you know it's. Maybe she has been slowing down a little bit. But it's hard to it imagine. Maybe a good test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe a good test to to see which level she is on without training. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I think she likes to compete, and that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. So I actually did just have uh, one question that were a little bit related. Um, and and I apologize. You you probably have been asked this question many times, but. Uh, in the middle of last season, sort of around the Olympics, there was a story that went around, um, and I forgot who wrote it now, um, doesn't matter, but uh, that uh, Davidovo was going to retire and be going back to veterinary school. It sounds like she's still training with you guys, so do you, I mean, is there was there any more to that, or uh, was there ever any expectation that she was going to retire? 
uh, you know, she 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 have lost one other goal in her life, mm-hmm. and that's goal to that's to be a veteran. And uh, she was thinking about it uh, that that she would retire, uh, but uh, again she have been thinking a little bit about it, and now she she is. Uh, ready for a new season and she's full motivated and uh, she's ready to to fight for for the medals in uh, in Oberhof this winter. Wow, that's great to hear. It certainly yeah. is. I, I think yeah, you've got you've got two big fans of hers on this podcast so uh, we'll we'll be happy to see her again. Yeah, this will be uh, no, she she is full motivated and 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 ready. Of course, it's she was a little bit in the box where she was thinking, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, you know there is all the time important to find a way to combine the studies and, and yeah. the, the sport and the sport you have short short time in your life and uh, the studies is all the time a lot of possibilities to do when you get older also so mm-hmm. yeah. so. Uh, well, and, and when she ends up becoming a, a veterinarian, she can come and, and help you out with, with your animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's really good. <laughs> we have been discussing a lot about cows and calves and heifers and every animal you have on the farm. So, so it's, it's only for fun, but, you know, it's, it's good. Some, some same interest. That's nice. Absolutely. So I was going to ask you, Egil, um, as a as a Norwegian, but coaching the Czech team, how how do you? I mean, I I I can imagine that you're still kind of rooting for the for the Norwegian women as well, but of course you want your own Czech group to win. Yeah. How how do yeah. you uh, like when you're at a World Cup? Are you just like you got your Czech head on and and not worry about Norway, or how how does that feel for? Yeah, no, this is uh, you know I'm I'm Norwegian, of course, and I have been working for the Norwegian many years. But uh, now I'm working for the Czech, and then I, then I I'm turning totally around, and I'm I'm only yeah I'm only with have Czech glasses on me That's, uh, <laughs> for for sure. And then the Norwegian are the biggest competitor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we need to fight with them. That's uh, I, I feel it's it's right. It was a little bit different, difficult in in the beginning mm-hmm. when uh, when when I start to work with them. There was one relay, and I was cheering for the Czech, and then the Norwegian was behind, and then I was continuing and cheering for the. For the for the Norwegian because I, I totally <laughs> miss it. But uh, at uh, with more experience, no. Yeah, I, I'm I'm full full check when when we are competing. So the ideal result is one to five is the Czech girls, and then after that the Norwegians can come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> the perfect result. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect. <laughs> um, do you want to move to the general questions, Jordan? Yeah. yeah. The general topic. 
Sega, we, we, we typically have uh, some questions that we ask everybody on the podcast. So yeah. um, the first question is, if, if it wasn't biathlon, what sport do you think you would do or, or be involved in? It's difficult. And when I was younger, I start with Nordic Combine. Maybe I would say Nordic Combine because okay. it was the, the really, really fun, fun mm -hmm. sport. Do you still ski jump sometimes, or is that more? No, more it's your... many. I I was doing it uh, uh, maybe ten years after I stopped, but uh, as older I get, as <laughs> less. Ski jumping is more skiing, and and then so now I I have been stopping this activity. So, but I still like the sport. Were you were you ski jumping during your biathlon career at all? Yeah, I, I bet your coaches love that. <laughs> um, would you if your if your athletes started ski jumping? Would you <laughs> would you be okay with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, that would terrify me. <laughs> no, no, this is you know, it's, it to to do ski jumping is like to learn to bike, and then it's then it's a lot of different levels in ski jumping also. So, it's, so, so, would you say it's not considered a high risk sport from your perspective compared it's a to high risk sport when you see when they are doing this uh, ski flying and and. Right. Uh, in different condition, but then we then we are talking about a totally different level. But right. on a basic level, I, uh, it's <clears throat> then then it's, it's it's like to learn to bike, and then <laughs> then then you can develop a lot. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I I I must say I've only been at the top of a ski jump to to look down in the summer, but uh, I I think the. Uh, the barrier to get over your fear might be a little bit <laughs> bigger with uh, ski jumping compared to to uh, to biking. But I I have seen yeah. that that kids usually start with really small jumps and then you build it up as they get older, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I I think I have a feeling what your answer might be, but um, is there any combination of two sports that that comes close to biathlon? And and I'm gonna be uh, evil here and say you cannot say. Uh, the Nordic combined. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I really don't know. But it's you know it will be cross country. I think it's uh, it's the closest. Uh, yeah, I have to answer this. <laughs> well, I'm I'm guessing you would have said Nordic combined because actually that's yeah, a, of course, a pretty good example. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than being on skis that are i'm sure they're quite different yeah. and um if uh let's say the ibu would would stop existing next year what what do you think your job would be uh i would then i would be uh back and we'd be 100 percent farmer, for farmer eh? mm -hmm. what um if you don't may ask in your uh your cows? Do you raise? Are they dairy cows? What? What is the? What? What do you produce on the farm? It's it's dairy cows, so it's milk production. Yeah. Okay. So um, we have around 40, 40 milking cows. So it's it's like in Norway, it's it's a qu quite okay size, but of, of course, if you 
look to the the US market or the Canadian. That's then then we are small, but mm. but uh, we have a little bit different topography also in the right mm-hmm. in the <clears throat> with the land we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, um, I, I'm wondering what is uh, what is your usual week like uh, on the on the IBU World Cup? Um, you know, as a coach, you know, kind of uh, when, you're, uh, when you're not when you're not racing, what are you doing? Uh, then then we are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, what one week in in, in the winter? You thinking? You know, when it's, yes. When it's yeah. race, yeah. Now then then we are preparing for and planning the. The, the day, the training for the day, uh, discussing with the athletes how they are feeling and and to be sure that everyone is healthy, ready for training and ready for start. And then we have training two times by day, basically. It's one one official training on with skiing and shooting and this stuff, and then. We have some activity in the morning or in the evening. So, and then it's, yeah. So there is no problem to to get the time to run. <laughs> when you mentioned uh, activity in the evening, you know, what, what kind of activities are you, are you talking yeah, about? Then, yeah, then, then it's, uh, let's say, normal restitution work with some easy running, stretching, mm. massage. Uh, and uh, yeah, little bit strange training, of course, um, sometimes. But basically, it's it's recovery. That's that's number one, the priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, do you typically just spend time with with your group of Czech athletes, or even just with the women, or do you also, you know? Um, connect a lot with the Norwegian team or other teams? Yeah, I, I'm connected with other teams, but, uh, you know, when we are in the World Cup and we are living on the different uh, different hotels, and then then I'm, I'm almost all the time only with the Czech one. That's uh, when I'm working with them, I, I try to spend the most of the time with them and, and of mm-hmm. course I try to learn the language and uh, and uh, still when I'm not understand everything then I I'm, I I don't feel it's boring to listen to them so I right, right. I still I still looking forward to 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 to, to be with them and, and, and yeah. learn more yeah um so a couple more questions about uh, that we ask everybody. So if, if there was a major s- snowstorm outside of a IBU event location that basically makes you have to stay there for a week and you can't go anywhere else, is there any location that you wouldn't mind being stuck for a week? Uh, <laughs> I may, maybe, maybe Oberhof. Okay. Be, 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 because there is all, all the time snowstorm and, <laughs> and and we are handling handling it every every year so so this i see is it's it should be a really nice place to stay and 
you know, there is, when it's a lot of shit weather, then you know it will come some good weather. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say Oberhof. Okay. Uh, speaking of, of different locations, do you have a, uh, a favorite course, um, either as an athlete that you like to race on or as a coach that you like uh, have, having your athletes on? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I really like to, to, to race in Östersund. I don't know why, but uh, I really like this course, how it was and uh, what was made. So I, I really like this, this, this venue and, and the, this, this place. Yeah. And this might be a question for, for the women on your team, but is there a, a stop on the uh, on the calendar where you are especially excited for, like, you know that, oh, your team is really going to, you know, this is a, a, a course that fits them well? Uh, yeah, but, but it's a it's little bit individual how, mm-hmm. how it's, uh, because, for example, the strongest athlete we have is Davidova, and mm-hmm. uh, she is really good to handle the high attitude. Uh, so she's almost all the time racing really good in Antols and um, and uh, also with her technique she is really strong in in the one one and that's uh, so I think this is a really good venue for her with the high attitude and the track how they are built so mm-hmm. so uh, so. I, w- I would say that uh, Antols is a, it's a good place for for the Czech woman team. Is there any track or or location you'd be okay not to go to in the future? Is there any one <laughs> that you you don't really like? Uh, oh, I, I no, I can't. Uh, no, I I don't think so. I, nope. I I don't see any any uh, no I, I I actually find all the time looking for the possibilities in every every track and try to yeah. develop the possibilities to be in our in our direction. So no, I I have to answer no on this. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's a fair answer. One of the questions that we've we've asked everybody that we've talked to so far, and um, we've talked about it a lot between ourselves, is that there's a really friendly atmosphere amongst the uh, the different teams and the different athletes. And um, what do you think makes the IBU so friendly? What what do you do? You, what do you think makes everyone so just easy to get along with? Wow. That's. I think that that's a. It's a difficult answer, but it's also easy answer. That, that's because IBU made a really good work. Uh, how they uh, built the sport for for um, for the athletes and also for the public and for the TV and. Uh, they they tried all the time to to connect uh, the smaller nation with the bigger nation and everyone have the same vote 
in it. And uh, and and this, like biathlon, is a fascinating sport. It's well organized, and uh, so that's that's maybe maybe the reason everyone is welcome. And that's that it's from my side, my feeling in it mm-hmm. that everyone is welcome in biathlon. And if you are from the strongest nation or from the weakest nation, doesn't matter. It's everyone is welcome, and that's. Maybe it's the feeling, and and the reason why the there is so friendly atmosphere in mm-hmm. in, in, in in biathlon. Um, there there's you know we have quite a number of different colors of bibs already, but if there's a if you could add a special bib to the World Cup races, what color would it be, and what do you think it could represent? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Would you say uh, Strolia would have won it in the last season? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have seen a lot of uh, really, really uh, nice guests from athletes. So, so uh, yeah. So, so that's the green jersey for the most fair play athletes. Nice. So speaking of fair play, and and we've been touching about this uh, a lot, but um, you know, with how the different nations uh, kind of get along. But having been a part of the Norwegian team, which is obviously one of the the bigger uh, countries in biathlon, and then now um, coaching the 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 Czech women, you know, it's sort of a, a yeah. middle of the middle of the road uh, in terms of size uh, uh, team. Do you find that the smaller countries tend to stick together and the, the larger nations are by themselves or, or are there any groups that kind of develop on the, on the World Cup? Uh, I, uh, you know, there is, uh, when I'm Norwegian uh, and I'm from one of the, the, the biggest nation, the most markant nation, uh, then the the connection with the Norwegian for the Czech athletes is also shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I I see it uh, that there is let's say Czech is a smaller nation, but uh, they are on the same same level or totally included with the, with the Norwegian and the German and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I would say that there is all the athletes, so they are communicating with the Norwegian athletes. Of course, the, the road is a little bit closer or smaller. Or when 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 you have a coach or talking the Norwegian language, but and but but no, I there is it's a really good connection between every athlete in this. Do you do you foresee like we have the situation where uh, Lucas Hofer is going to train with the uh, the Swedish team for for uh, a while? Do you foresee that's yeah. going to happen more in the in the future, where where athletes from one nation will will practice with other nations? Or 
Yeah, this can be, um, but this is <laughs> from, this, you know, we had this discussion a lot of times in, in the Norwegian uh, team when, when we, that someone want to go their own way, start a private team, and, and, uh, but still, uh, there, there is, they are still staying in the in the in the national team. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know maybe, but uh, but still this is it's a little bit more like a signal about how the organis how it's organized in 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 the Italian team at the moment that he right. wants to go this way. Mm-hmm. I also still I like, read one article where the, there is a lot of Swedish cross country. Uh, athletes who are stepping out from the national team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, then there is there have to be some some issues behind right. because it shouldn't be uh, be uh, like this. It should be the best choice or the 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 it's to to stay in the in the team and work with them so mm-hmm. uh, so uh, i think there is more more this way the reason why someone searching out and try to connect with other teams and right. of course there is mm-hmm. someone you have connection with and then they can cooperate together but but uh, i i hope it still will be be uh, national teams and the athletes are working with with, with a uh, colleague or team colleague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say there's there seems to be a, a an influx of um, cross country skiers coming into biathlon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but but I think you're right. It probably says something about there, what's happening in the in the FIS or the cross country skiing field yeah. as well. Yes. That's that's uh, what I'm I'm thinking of. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there is something in in uh, FIS also, and when you see all these Swedish athletes who are stepping out from the national team, there is then then you need to ask the question why. Yeah. yeah. There there is some organization in the in the national team, so or maybe a little bit. Yeah, there is a one hole. <laughs> right, right. To say it easy, yeah. And then, um, so you you mentioned the idea of potentially teams being more like private teams. Are you are you thinking more like the Visma Ski Classic setup, yeah. where where there's private teams with nation or with athletes from different nations? Yeah, this I I in still uh, I hope. It never will happen in biathlon, but mm-hmm. but uh, I think this is a this is like a model. So it looks like it will be more and more because this is like an economical question right. all the time, and, and mm-hmm. uh, there is yeah, this is a good good model. This ski classic and. Uh, there is, of course, someone are stronger with the economical side, and then they will 
take the better athletes and pay them right. more. And then, yeah. But I guess to a certain degree, that's that's happening now on the national level too, right? When you when you compare Norway with with their depth at the you know even IBU and, and junior levels and and the uh, the number of athletes coming from Norway and and the yeah. money that Norway is spending on it compared to probably Czech or when I can compare it to Canada, um, yeah, that that gap is there too at the national yeah, level. But, gap. I think yeah. this gap is is maybe. Maybe an answer. <laughs> right. Oh, that's yeah. interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, do you mind actually? Um, I don't know if you how much you want or are able to talk about it, but uh, about how the the Czech team is financed. I I, uh, I have really really small information about it, so I, I really don't know. But okay. but uh, the organization in the in the in the in the federation is. Uh, like the the similar way as in the Norwegian, uh, and they have uh, some main sponsor and uh, and uh, partners where they and they they have been working uh, with the same partners uh, and sponsor for for many many years. So so the the situation looks. Uh, as they give the, the information they give me, it looks okay. But of course, it's a little bit critical now after this this uh, two years with COVID and now the, the situation with the war in in Russia and mm-hmm. Ukraine. But uh, yeah, that that's actually what I can and what I know. In it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that's uh, that's more information than we have, so we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, and, and related to that, when athletes win, when say uh, Davidova wins a race, and you have the prize money, does it get divided amongst the team, or is that just for her? And and how does that work for relays? Uh, I uh, don't know. Okay. I really don't know how their their system is, but uh, as I said, that uh, it, I can say how it's working in Norway, and there is if there is someone who are winning, they are winning the money, and for the relay, they are dividing it for four athletes. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, and I think it's the same also in in the in the Czech. Right. Uh, I I I have never been thinking about it a <laughs> differently way because I'm yeah it's always working in Norway and I I I don't see any reason to uh, divide the money with the yeah okay this is would would it ever so, happen if uh, if you had amazing skis for the day and you win that you would buy a nice treat or or a gift for the for the tech team or the wax team or yeah yeah that that that's yeah. that, that's when when uh, because you know everyone's are hired into the into the team they have their payment every month they right. have they are paid for this to do this work and when they do a like a outstanding work in one race then the athletes there are a lot of time giving them a suggest with with a, 
uh, present or yeah right. to to market with a with a celebration. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry, AJ. No, it's just going to ask a few uh, uh, questions about analytics, and uh, I'll, I'll keep it high level. But um, do does your team? You you said the, the the girls sent you the files of their heart rate and the, and that kind of thing. But do you use analytics in the in the team for like performance analysis or or long term trends that kind of thing? Uh, no, no. Uh, we are only no, no. I will say no. And do you do you feel there's value in it, or do you feel that it's still a sport that's more relying on, like you said, experience and and how people feel when they're performing, etc. Yeah, yeah. This this is the, their comments about their feeling is the most interesting part in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and for me, I I I read this the the files and uh, but the most important. The, the information they can give me about their opinion or their feeling. That, mm -hmm. That's uh, number one. The, the word they are putting on it is, is much more value in it. So. Mm -hmm. And and do you like at a at a very basic level? Do you look at their progression in in shooting percentages over the season and and ski times and that kind of thing or? Yeah, I use it when I, I when I do the evaluation after the season and, and when I'm preparing for the next. Then I'm using the the, the statistic in, in in it. But during the during the the training season, I I, I never look on it at all because okay. it's uh, then the number one it's. The only thing we want is to hit in the winter, and to be able to hit when the in, for example, in uh, higher heart rate level training, uh, and to learn our position and everything uh, that well that we can be able to, to to hit when when it's difficult. Right. So uh, uh, and then. Normally, there will be some some bad results in, in it, but uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. And uh, I, I, so, so my last question is: uh, We just saw some news coming out that the uh, IBU is going to try to put a single relay in the Olympic Games for two thousand twenty-six. And uh, we, uh, Jordan and I, were talking a little bit about the Mass Start 60 um, before we uh, got on the podcast with you. How, how are what are your feelings about uh, adding another event or maybe replacing an existing event with the uh, single relay? And and do you think there's a future in the uh, the Mass Start 60? I, I would, from from my side, I would say that it's it's a bigger future for this Mass Start 60 than. Than the, the the single mix relay, but um, uh, I would say master sixty uh, okay. because you can 
the the, the level in uh, in the biathlon there is there is still someone who are outside from the 30 yeah <laughs> who can be able to be top 5 10 or maybe on the podium if they have uh, the right day and and then then it show more of the sport yeah that's that's important yeah Okay. Well, um, yep. before we run out of time with the recording, I want to really thank you, Egil, for not just the time you, you gave us today, but also uh, your flexibility and, and dealing with the technical yeah. issues that we've had. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, like Jordan said, if we can catch up later in the summer to see, uh, to see how things are developing with the Czech women, then uh, that would be awesome. But thank you so yeah. much for, for your time. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Absolutely, cannot cannot thank you enough. This has been this has been wonderful, and and I, <laughs> I just had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, like, no problem. No problem. And like like we said, uh, you, you started a, a really positive uh, uh, trend in the in the Norwegian biathlon, and hopefully uh, we can we use this interview to uh, to get more interest in in North America as well in biathlon. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's that's important. Yeah. We can develop the biathlon. Uh, over the whole world it's it's really really important yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah all right thanks a lot and uh good luck with the cows they they uh, <laughs> yeah, they you. have missed you so have a, <laughs> yeah. have a great rest of the day no. yeah Take thank care, you very God. much thank you yeah okay bye 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 bye, -bye. bye, -bye.